Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to our Wednesday evening Bible study. Uh, we're glad that you have joined us on this evening. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So we welcome you. And if you would, uh, call a friend, let someone know that uh, uh, the St. Andrew Church of God in Christ uh, Superintendent Harden is on Facebook Live for our Wednesday evening Bible study. Uh, we began last week uh, from the uh, Samuel, first, first Samuel chapter one. And uh, let me just tell you, if you want a review of last week's lesson, go on Facebook to the St. Andrew Kojic Denton and you can get a review of last week's lesson. Uh, we want to, you to follow us and uh, share us, and uh, we're just excited about what God's doing. So tonight we'll be talking from 1 Samuel chapter 2, uh, and it's Hannah's prayer and song. All right? Uh, for those of you that have your handouts, or this handout is also on Facebook, uh, you can look it up. Uh, uh, take your handbooks out and open your Bibles to First Samuel, First Samuel, chapter two, if you would please. Let's look at our handout at this time. Hannah's heart rejoiced not in Samuel, but in the Lord. Uh, you notice now that uh, uh, the child that Hannah had prayed for has uh, has been born. And she's excited, but in her prayer, she prays and magnifies God. Hannah's heart rejoiced, not in Samuel, but in the Lord. She looks beyond the gift and praises the giver. Hey, we must remember that God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. She rejoices in the salvation of the Lord and in expectation of his coming, who is the whole salvation of his people. We understand that there is no salvation except in Jesus Christ. God sent his son uh, and Jesus Christ is coming to the world and he is our salvation. Look at your handouts. It says the strong are soon weakened. We should not build up ourselves if we think ourselves strong uh, because there is none strong but God. And whatever strength that we have, we must recognize that it is of God. And the weak are soon strengthened. So guess what? Uh, you might feel that Oh, I'm, I'm so weak, I can't do what I need to do, and but God is able to strengthen you. So God can, those that think they're strong in their own might, be careful unless you find yourself weak. And those that are weak and will give God praise and magnify him and exalt him, God will strengthen them it's about what God pleases, amen? It's about what God wants, because you know what? God is in control. Are we poor? God made us poor. 
Everybody didn't come into the world uh, in a rich family. But let me tell you, we are no less people of God if we are poor, uh, which is a good reason why we should be content and make up our minds to our condition. What are we saying? You know, if you don't have all of the riches, all of the things that you have, the Bible lets us know. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, I've learned how to be content and whatever condition that I'm in. So guess what? We can be joyful, we can be happy, and still not have all of the riches of this world because the riches have their own problem. So the question says, are you rich? God made us rich, which is a good reason why we should be thankful and serve him cheerfully, okay, and do good with the abundance that he gives us. So if you have an abundance, if God has blessed you with an abundance, you should be cheerful. But guess what? God didn't bless you with all of that just for yourselves. We are to look around and we are to bless others. Yes, when we have more than enough, uh, be thoughtful, don't be like the rich man, says, I've got all of this, I'm going to tear down my barns, I'm going to build greater barns, and I'm going to say to my soul, soul, take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. No, if God has blessed you with an abundance, make sure that you look around and that you be guilty of sharing with others. He respects not man's wisdom or fancied excellence. You know, the Bible says all of our righteousness is as what? Is as filthy rags. So if we have wisdom uh, that we've received of this world uh, because of uh, intellectual studies or whatnot, that's fine, appreciate it, uh, but realize there is a wisdom that is of God that surpasses all wisdom. Yeah, so we need to recognize that. Uh, that's found in Isaiah 64 and, and 6, which says that all of our righteousness is that still the right. But chooses those whom the world accounts foolish. Sometimes the world look at people and says, you know, uh, they, they are foolish. They don't have, they don't have this, they don't have that. But don't fool yourself. Uh, God is able to bless us. Yeah, he's able to do great things in our life and teaching them to feel their guilt and to value his free and precious salvation. So let me tell you something. Whatever state that we're in, you, me, and everyone else, we need to be thankful to God and we need to praise him. Just like Hannah did uh, when she prayed and God blessed her with a son, she gave praises to God. She blessed the giver of the gifts. So I want to say to you today, don't the Bible tells us uh, despise not the day of small things, all right? So you says, well, I don't have what other, don't worry about it. You can give God praise 
for whatever that you have, whatever condition that you have, because God is able to raise you up. He can cause you to rise up and he can give you an abundance. Amen. God does what he pleases. And you know, we have to realize God blesses people as he know they're able to handle it. Many times people desire a lot of great things, but God knows He says, you know, if I bless them with that, they will walk off and leave me. So guess what? God knows God never makes a mistake. This prophecy in uh, uh, the first book of Samuel talking about Hannah looks to the kingdom of Christ, that kingdom of grace of which Hannah speaks. Having, after having spoken largely of uh, the kingdom of providence, divine intervention, yeah, it was God's providence, yeah. She was uh, born uh, barren, but God knew that it was in his plan that as when Hannah really presented herself to him, when she came before him weeping with a fervent spirit, God knew that he was going to bless her uh, with a son and that this was going to be a record for us today so we can say whatever it is that we are lacking, whatever it is that we are deficient with us today, I want you to understand that you can go to God in prayer and God will meet you at the point of your need. So it's not what you don't have you got to realize that we've got a great, big, awesome God. Can somebody say amen? We have a great, big, awesome God. And here is the first time that we meet with the name Messiah, uh, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, or uh, his anointing. The subject of Christ's kingdom will be saved and the enemies of it will be ruined. For the anointed, the Lord Christ is able to save, not only is he able to save, but he can destroy. Yes, so we must not, as we get further in our lesson today, we'll see that when we uh, dishonor God and we don't please God, God is not happy, and God is able to move us out. Yes, even today, when we uh, deliberately reject God and refuse to honor him, God has a way and a time of his own choosing when he has given us ample opportunity to recognize him. God has a way of remedying the situation. All right, look at your handout, paragraph number two. Samuel being devoted to the Lord in a special manner was from a child employed about the sanctuary and the services he was capable of. Well, you have to recognize that uh, uh, some commentary says that when Hannah dropped Samuel off at the temple, that he was approximately six years old, so what can a six-year-old boy do? Well, he had Eli there to give him his chores. So whatever it was, 
whatever task or chores that Samuel was given, uh, he honored the Lord in it, and it was accounted for him doing the work of the Lord. So let me say this to you today. Whatever it is, now that the Lord has blessed you with salvation, he saved you from your sins, uh, whatever you do in the ministry and the work of the Lord and ministering at your local church and ministering to people around you, your neighbor, your friends and all, you're doing that in the work of the Lord. God recognizes it. And guess what? God is blessing you in there. Yeah. When you are doing these things, when you're fervent in spirit, when you're thinking on the goodness of the Lord and you appreciate the Lord for salvation, just as Hannah appreciated the Lord for Samuel, you are doing the work of the Lord. So I want to encourage you, whatever the Lord places on your heart and your mind to do for individuals or do for the church, uh, the Bible talks about those, the doorkeepers, how they are blessed, those that will come to the house, those that will usher, deacons, whatever your task might be, I want to encourage you to do it as unto the Lord. And I just had one thought. Even in this time of social distancing, when we are not at the church, let me give, let me tell you what you can do. Let's pray for one another. Amen. Let's pray for the ministry of our local church, that God will bless us. Think about those that you know, the members of the church, and ask God to bless them. Ask God to meet their needs. Ask God to heal their bodies and to bless their families. Let me tell you something. When you do this, this is the work of the Lord, and the Lord will bless you. Yes, he will. So you have something to do. You have a task to perform and ask the Lord to bless us even when the time comes that we will be getting back into our church. Ask the Lord to bless. Let me tell you something. I need your prayers. I need you to pray for me that the Lord will strengthen me and that the Lord will give me what to do and how to do in this ministry. Let me, let me just testify just for a moment. I made mention to someone uh, just the other day, uh, let me tell you, being at home since the last Sunday in March, let me tell you something, seems like I have worked harder than I've ever worked in my life uh, because while I'm here, I realize that my responsibility that God has given me in Jeremiah 3.15, when he said, I will give you pastors after mine heart that shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And you know what? My task is what I think about. It is my responsibility to feed the flock, to feed the members of St. Andrew and those that will listen to us on conference call and Facebook and whatever. My responsibility is to give you the knowledge of the word 
and then explain to you how it applies to you and what you need to do. So let me tell you something. I take my task very seriously. And I spend much time in studying and preparing for Wednesday night and for Sunday morning. And I want to appreciate those of you that have tuned in on Saturday morning coffee with the pastor. God has given me that. And it's amazing how the people are reaching out. So when I say share it, when you look on Facebook and you see the share it with your friends, help me get this gospel out. All right. I just thought I'd let you know uh, what I am dealing with. I am uh, really, my mind is constantly thinking and preparing how I can bless the people of God. And when I send out text message to scriptures, it, it's okay for you to respond. I, I'm not going to get upset if you say, oh, Pastor, I love that scripture. Thank you. Let me tell you something. It's not even 5% of the people that will respond. So that's not a complaint. But hey, I need a little encouragement too. So will you do that? Amen. Thank you so much. So let me tell you, while Samuel, even as a young boy, did those things that he was capable of doing, he was ministering unto the Lord. And he did this with a devout, a saintly disposition of mind, right? It was called ministering unto the Lord, all right? He received a blessing uh, from the Lord. Those young people, let me say something to young people today, those young people who serve God as well as they can, he will enable them to improve, yes, that they may serve him better. So don't, young people, don't look at the facts that, well, I'm young and, uh, you know, I have very little to offer. Let me tell you something. God throws away nothing. Anything that we do for him, God is appreciative. God will bless you. Uh, you're not going to do anything for God. And, and you think that is going to drop by the wayside. Oh, no. That is not the case. God will gonna, is going to bless you with what you do. And that applies to all of us. So let us be busy. Eli shunned trouble and hard work. All right. Now, Eli was so laid back uh, that, uh, you know, there's some people that won't do the right thing because they think they might get in trouble. Let me tell you something. If you're going to get in trouble for doing the right things or doing the things of God, that's a good trouble to be in. Yes, sometimes in case Eli should have disciplined his son, but sometimes people think, that, well, if I do this, somebody's not going to like me. Oh, it's not all about that. God needs somebody with that intestinal fortitude called guts that will stand up and speak a word, speak a word for God. After 
Paul, we are his mouthpiece. We are his hand. We are his feet. And God is expecting us to do the work of the Lord. This led Eli to pamper his children. And that's what he did. He pampered them, didn't discipline them. And then when they got of age, then he couldn't discipline um, without using uh, parental authority to restrain and correct them when young. Let me tell you something. It's like a tree. You've heard a little sapling when it grows. When it's small, you can bend it and you can shape it. But once it gets up three or four inches in diameter, you can't do that. So the same way with your children. When they are young, this is the time to discipline them. This is the time to make sure that they follow the appropriate example and so that they, they will begin to understand and they will begin to respect your authority. At some point in time, you've got to start with them. And <coughs> excuse me. And whenever you start, they won't understand, but you've got to keep it up. You've got to stay in there and discipline them and know that as you continue, they will learn, they will grow, and they will be a blessing to you. What, what Eli did, he winked at the abuses in the service of the sanctuary till they became custom. And that's what, you know, you've heard people when children are small, oh, they are so cute. They are so cute. Just let them do it. Well, uh, before long, they will form a custom. And these customs become habits. And habits, as we well know, are hard to break. So we don't want to be like Eli. And this is for parents with your children and even for grandparents with your grandchildren. Uh, you know, I've heard grandparents say, well, we spoil them and send them home to their parents. Let me tell you something, even as grandparents, we need to add structure to our grandchildren's lives. All right. So um, the, uh, the, uh, the, when he winked at them, uh, it uh, became custom. And it led to abomination. It led to scandals. And it leads to embarrassment. If we don't discipline our children when they're young, when they get up, and we know this, they will embarrass you the time when you want them to conform and you want to get up and say, all right, let's, let's, let's get it done now. They say, what are you talking about? I'm accustomed to doing this. And then you're embarrassed and you want to hurt them. No, let's do it when they're young. And when they're old, the Bible says, well, not the what's the scripture say? Train up a child and the way he should go when he's young, for when he's old, then he will not depart from those ways. All right. So guess what? His sons who should have taught those that engaged in the service of the sanctuary, what was good, solicited them to wickedness. Now, Eli is the priest, and his sons 
are helping him. So they are also serving as priests. So rather than them giving wholesome advice and counsel to the, the people that came to worship, uh, the Bible lets us know that they were laying with the women, that they were abusing the sacrifices of the people. And this was pleasing to God. And Eli was not able to correct them. Their, offenses, their offense was committed even in offering the sacrifices for sin, which typified the atonement of the Savior. Eli's reproof was far too mild and gentle. You know, it's, it's good to be good. It's good to be mild uh, and all. But there are times when we have to stand up and we have to put some teeth in our discipline. In general, none are more abandoned or neglected than the corrupt children of godly persons when they break through restraints. You know, um, it's one thing when, when children of the world, when they have bad habits and they do these things. But let me tell you something. Uh, for the saints, for the people of God, uh, we have an obligation to train up our children. Amen? Yes, yeah, God God demands it. God expects it. And, uh, you know, uh, with parents uh, in the church, when you have positions in the church and you have children in the church, you know, you're not as effective if your children are not disciplined because people are going to look at them and they're going to say things about them. Oh, yeah. You may not hear it, but they're going to say, well, they, they, they're this, they're that. But just look at their children. So it, 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 it's, it's not a good thing when our children will embarrass us. We are saints. We are children of God. We are worshiping God and we're going forward and our children are going the opposite direction. All right? Okay, let's uh, let's get out your Bibles, 1 Samuel chapter 2, and we're going to briefly go over uh, these scriptures. The first outline is entitled Hannah's Prayer and Song. Uh, verse 1, this is Hannah. This is Hannah praying. It is a beautiful prayer. I want to encourage you to read this if you have not already read it. My heart rejoices in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. So guess what? Uh, Hannah uh, is not uh, being disturbed anymore about uh, the other wife. Uh, she has her own child now, so she's happy. She's not sad. She's joyful. And then Hannah goes on to say in verse two, there is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Let me tell you something. Uh, there are many of you that have testimony that you know that God is a solid foundation, that he is our rock. He is, the, he is a sure foundation that we can stand on 
that we can build on and we never have to worry about decay, never worry about having to fall, a foundation that's going to be resolved. God is a rock. He is our foundation and we can trust him. So Hannah goes on to say, talk no more exceeding proudly. Then you don't have to be proud. You can be thankful. You can boast in the Lord. She said, let not arrogance come out of your mouth. Don't be arrogant, but be happy. Give God praise and be confident in your praise. For the Lord, for the Lord is a God of knowledge and by him actions are weighed. So guess what? God is aware of our actions. God is aware of our thoughts. So you don't have anything to boast about. You don't have to get up and tell God what you're doing and all like that. He knows exactly what you're doing. So just be thankful to God that he has blessed you, that God has given you a task in the ministry, that God has blessed you in this, this mighty work of salvation that is something in itself to be thankful for and to be proud. She says in verse four, the bowls of the mighty men are broken. Those that uh, are mighty in their own strength, they are broken. God doesn't need that. And they that stumble are girded with strength. So you might say that, you know, I'm just stumbling around. I'm weak and I don't know this. I don't know that. But let me tell you something. When you yield yourself to God in prayer, God will strengthen you. God will raise you up. God will bless you. She said, they that were fool have hired out themselves for bread, and they that were hungry cease, so that the burden hath borne seven, and she that hath many children is waxed feeble. Let me tell you something. We got to trust in the Lord. We cannot trust in ourselves. We cannot trust in our wisdom. We must respect God and realize all that we have, all that we are is because of God. And without him, we are nothing. Without him, we cease to exist. She says in verse six, the Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. And who is it that can stop him? Who is it that can counsel God? And verse seven, she says, the Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and he lifteth up. God knows who he is and he does what pleases him and nobody has anything to say about it. Amen. So guess what? God is able to raise you up and to make you great in his sight. Well, the world will look and say, never would have thought they would have done this. Never would have thought they would be this. So don't let the world give you a bad image and feel that you are nothing uh, and that you will never amount to something. 
in the hands of God, uh, God can work great exploits in your life. Verse 8 says, he raises up the poor out of the dust, that's God, lifts up the beggar from the dunghill, that's God, to set them among princes. You know, uh, you remember the story of David, how God brought him from the sheep pen and placed him on the throne of Israel. Let me tell you something, God can bring you uh, before great people and to make them inherit the throne of glory. But the greatest thing that we can inherit is that we're children of God and don't worry about what we don't have here, but you wanna make sure that heaven is your home, amen? We wanna be faithful unto death <laughs> and God will grant to each of us a crown of righteousness. So she says, for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. Yeah, uh, uh, the earth, God has, God is the one who sustains this great earth. We look around and you don't see the foundation. Man says it's gravity. Let me tell you something. That's a lot of gravity that's holding this big earth in place. Amen. But let me tell you something. It's the gravity that God has made. God has done this. And the Bible says, God is excellent in all of his ways. Verse nine says, <clears throat> he will keep the feet of his saints. I wanna know that we have any saints listening today. The Bible says, Hannah said, God will keep the feet of his saints and the wicked shall be in silent darkness. I want to say if there's someone listening today that's not saved, you don't have to walk in darkness. Yes, Jesus Christ has come. The light is come. You can be saved. You can be delivered. You can be set free. You don't have to walk in darkness. For by strength, by man's strength, shall no man prevail. Amen. But in the strength of God, we can do great exploit. Verse 10 says, the adversaries, your enemies of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Don't worry about your enemies. Let your enemies worry about you. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. God sees our enemies. He knows who they are. And God has a time to draw them back. Amen. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his kings and exalt the horn of his anointed. And verse 11, and Elkanah went to Ramah 